0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Kickin' Out at Two this week as we end the month of November with the debut of our No Filter Theater. Joining me this week in a special No Filter Theater watch-along is my lovely, beautiful wife, Nicole, or or should I say No Filter Nikki, joining me today. Welcome.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, you've (laughs) wanted to do this, and why are you looking at me like that?
1: No, uh, because... I'm
0: just it's what? funny,
1: I'm saying, thank you for having me like. You don't already have me every day of the week. So. Yeah, I have yeah. <laughs> seven days
0: a week, 365 days a year, lucky you. 24-7. I know. Very lucky to have you, of course. Um, so for those of you wondering out there, yes, that is my wife. And uh, what we're doing this week is we're going to uh, we're going to do a little watch along uh, of the no filter kind. Uh, my wife has a tendency to not have a filter when we have conversations. I'm guilty of it myself, and she coined the phrase no filter Nikki, and I thought, well, you know we can come you know we can kind of incorporate in that into the show she's helped me with some of the stuff in this uh this uh you know in, endeavor into podcasting with kicking out it too so uh we thought you know why not do a watch along together and originally we did we, we recorded a watch along uh on the uh the Monday Night Raw from November the 29th, 1999, oh, the night that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon got married. And I went back to kind of do some edits recently, and the audio was not the greatest. So I thought, you know what, we got to kind of scrap that. And after discussing it with uh, with my wife, I thought, you know how you know how fitting would no filter theater be by doing a watch along on a promotion that was very no filter and I'm talking about ECW so this is the first time we're going to cover extreme championship wrestling here on Kicking Out of Two and we're going to do a show that took place 20 years to the date that's right November the 28th, 1998 an episode of ECW TV Hardcore TV if you head on over to WWE Network right now in the vault section and you find uh, ECW Not the WWE version of ECW, but the original ECW, and you search the year 1998, and the date is november the 28th of 1998 and while you guys are doing that uh if you haven't already head on over to facebook facebook.com forward slash kicking out at two join the madness join all the interactive discussions by hitting the like button if you haven't already hit that like button and join us for all some great retro pro wrestling talk out there you can do the same on twitter our handle is at kicking out two k-i-c-k-n-o-u-t and the number two now before we get into this uh this uh watch along here, um, You've watched a fair amount of wrestling with me in our time together. Um, yep. You've never watched any original ECW before. Um, but you've heard me talk about it at times, haven't you? Have you not?
1: I have. And I'm not sure, honestly, if I have watched it Well, back in the day.
0: Well, yeah, I mean... It I was... mean, I probably will not remember... <laughs> well, much it, it, it wasn't. I'll, I'll, this is the
1: Paul Heyman stuff.
0: Yeah, this is Paul Heyman's yeah. promotion. Yeah, mm-hmm. um it it wasn't available in a lot of on a lot of channels. uh It was it was available late at night on Fridays and Saturday evenings sometimes on the uh Madison Square Garden channel, MSG Network. Okay. Um, and so you'd have to catch it at like one or two o'clock in the morning on a Friday or Saturday night. Uh, so you didn't really get it. To, and it wasn't always on at that time too, whenever the networks like felt like they wanted to air it. Um, and then eventually in 1999, they went national and joined the TNN network, which eventually became spike TV, which is now I believe paramount network or something to that effect. But, um, and then they folded and closed the doors and Vince bought all the trademarks and the video library. And you know, the, the rest is history. But, um, as we've talked over the over the, the years, when I've talked with you about wrestling, ECW was a very um, uh, gritty presentation you'll you, you'll look at it and you'll you know from a production standpoint with camera angles and the graphics and the way it's produced you'll look at it and you'll see to yourself you'll be i'm sure you'll tell me at some point like it's nothing like what you used to watch when it was wwf for wcw so um and, and by the way this is the first time i'm watching this episode i didn't watch this ahead of time to prepare so you and i are going to go into this cold and have genuine reactions so uh yeah i'm looking forward to seeing your reaction. Actions to stuff that you've never seen before, and it will be the first time I've never seen any of this stuff, too. But I'm familiar with characters and certain storylines, so, you know, like like I always tell you, ask questions, and but also give me your honest, no-filter opinion.
1: Okay, sounds good to me.
0: All right, so without further ado, if you have not already, WWE Network, Vault Section, ECW Hardcore TV, November 28, 1998, and I'll give you a little bit of a countdown in five four three two one hit play and we open this ECW episode late breaking news an incident taking place at the ECW arena there's an ambulance um as we get to the uh the the, the they call it the signature with the uh the graphics here um this was very – I don't know if you know this, Nikki, but uh, ECW was like a mom-and-pop shop of sorts. Okay. They Paul Heyman used to produce his television out of the basement of his parents' house. So, I'm not kidding.
1: <laughs> Wait, but this was before he was into wrestling, right? I know this story. What do you mean? That's how he got his – the start being Paul Heyman was – um i know this story i think i watched the the documentary yeah about him um yeah he was like a newspaper did it was a newspaper or something that he He started he
0: did like a newspaper and then he eventually started in promoting okay and then he became a photographer an on-air talent and then this is a then he started this well he didn't start this promotion he eventually ended up taking it over from an individual by the name of uh Todd Gordon. Okay. Todd Gordon financed and bankrolled the organization and then um I believe Heyman and his family had taken it over they bought it and they officially <laughs> owned it but um yeah this is this is the signature open of ECW you can see it's very like gritty that you know and 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 that's a good word. For it. Th- this <laughs> shot here it's it, it's very amateur yeah. yeah yeah i guess you, yeah you could say that ecw diehards would probably want to kill you because you just said it's amateur, sorry but, but um <laughs> this here with joey styles that's the name of the announcer joey styles was filming that in the basement of paul Heyman's parents house where that with that like
1: but that's yeah but that's amateurish which is cool there's nothing wrong it's with like it underground. it's just yeah
0: yeah and this here is the franchise shane douglas with his valet Francine and it looks like they are inside the ECW arena
1: was there just one arena that they wrestled in they wrestled the
0: in a number of arena, like smaller buildings but mm-hmm. the the that was their home was Philadelphia okay. um which they still run wrestling to this day in that building but um is it
1: just a building for wrestling events? well it's
0: famous. it's they call it the world famous bingo hall because when they didn't run wrestling, there was actually bingo going on in there, <laughs> yeah, so like the big stigma blood business- and
1: bingo yeah,
0: well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you might even catch at some point like the bingo boards That's like funny. in the in the in the uh the building, but uh bill brown has been to the e c w arena on a number of occasions during the heyday in the original e c w and uh it's it's one of the most famous shitholes in all of wrestling. Uh, not much of a locker room. I'm sure it
1: smells lovely in there.
0: Oh yeah, well they said too that God. like the other thing about the ECW arena is that there was no air conditioning, so sometimes it would get to be like oh. 120 degrees, and you're packing 1,500 people in there to watch a wrestling match. Um, that it would get. It's like uh, that
1: time that we went to. Uh... That school
0: in Sonia High School for Northeast Wrestling, and they had
1: no air conditioning when we met
0: Razor Ramon. Yes, yeah, it was hot, and you had to apologize to Razor Ramon because I was sweaty. (laughs) What did he say to you?
1: (laughs) I don't remember something about it. Was pretty ripe, yeah, yeah. Yeah, There was no air conditioning, and it was in the middle of the summer, and
0: it was hot. And this here is Taz. Taz was like. This, you could say Taz was like a smaller version of Brock Lesnar. He did a lot of suplexes, and he was, he kind of. nice
1: little fanny pack.
0: Yeah, fanny packs fanny are Fanny packs come, are
1: back in, yeah, people. Yeah, fanny
0: packs are back in. They don't call them fanny packs these days. What do they call them?
1: I don't know. I still
0: call them fanny yeah, packs. Yeah, I still call them fanny packs.
1: I know that like Anthony, my son, wears one, and it goes around his chest.
0: It's so. almost like a um, a satchel. A, on him a satchel a satchel <laughs> no. but uh yep taz with the fanny pack and the leather coat and the bandana and what's
1: the, he keeping in his fanny pack
0: you think? um rumored innuendo is that those guys used to keep a lot of their prescriptions in the fanny pack oh, Good, a good. Lot, of, lot of the pain meds um but uh, yeah, no fanny packs were a, a staple in in professional wrestling for the guys over the years. Taz, that championship there he's holding is the FTW championship, which stands for Fuck the World. Really? Yes. <laughs> That's how like gritty and, and like the presentation was with ECW. He and what's was. What's the
1: other guy wearing?
0: Shane Douglas is wearing the ECW Heavyweight Championship. Oh, okay, so like the the real championship, real yeah. Deal? Okay. So the story here has been that Taz is basic. Shane Douglas was injured for quite a while and Taz was going through guys that Shane Douglas was putting in front of him and Taz claimed himself to be the the uncrowned world heavyweight champion Who's so that,
1: look at that iron cheek back there who is that, <laughs> who
0: is that well it, it, the 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 great thing about ECW was was not just the 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 presentation from the the, the, the performers but also the audience mm-hmm. um Especially in the ECW arena, you would have a regular cast of characters that would sit in the same spot, and they all had nicknames. There's a guy in the front row at some point, point I'll show you in a few, um, who was referred to as Hat Guy. And he would wear a straw hat and a Hawaiian shirt, and he was at all the at ECW all shows. shows. Oh, yeah, there was a, there was a number of different guys that used to be regulars there that became... I wouldn't say like... Parts of the show, but the the performers would acknowledge them at times during the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but the audience, yeah, you'll see him there. He's clapping right there with the hat on. Oh
1: yeah, the one standing?
0: No, the one sitting. But the one standing Uh-oh. is like his little sidekick. Okay. Um, but the you know we have the we have, we have an ECW show on mute, so another beauty of an ecw show is the crowd chants they're very um if you think the fans were 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 bad on roman reigns that's nothing compared to what these people would say like the girl here for instance francine Mm -hmm. she's been taunted at by those people before where they would say you're a crack whore you got herpes yeah I mean that was a regular thing if you were a girl, but it like all incorporated with a clap um not v clap but a clap by the audience. It's terrible uh, for the ladies especially to the, be i mean yeah like that. The, the girls ate it up because it 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 made their performances um it brought a little more heat to their characters and made the performances a little bit better, um, from, from a storyline perspective. But sometimes the fans would just chant like stupid stuff, um, for no reason that didn't have anything to do with the match. Like she could have just been. they still do now. Yeah, they still do it now, but it's not as, it's not as harsh as what it was in, in 1998. That's for sure. When it comes to, uh, to, to ECW Shane Douglas here is, um, you could see like the the sequins on the robe, and uh, he's like a, people would say he's like a poor man's version of Ric Flair. Um, just 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 by looking at him, uh, he he touts himself as being one of the, the the best wrestlers in the world. And at one point, I think he tried to model his character after Ric Flair, but he made a living in real life with um, on ECW of bashing Ric Flair in front of the camera and rick flair never wrestled for ecw okay so he would really uh express his displeasure of rick flair uh towards uh you know on television and in hopes that someday they would have a a, a match and, and draw some I money see. together okay. but um it's gotten personal over the over the years and taz now um you know he went to wwe a year after this and uh he ended up uh becoming a commentator for them for quite some time until now he's got his own radio show.
1: I was going to say, I don't remember him at all.
0: Yeah. Taz, he wrestled briefly in WWE for maybe about like a year or two. And then they transitioned him over as a commentator because he had gotten injured and, um, he just didn't want to wrestle anymore. But, uh, yeah, he, he was the cock of the walk in ECW. Like I said, he was like their, their like ultimate fighter UFC guy. Like he, you know, would wear the, the um the towel over his head like a lot of the fighters do, and mm-hmm. he just kind of had that like MMA kind of style to him. And you, if you notice too, with with the young lady there, Francine, the the clothing is a lot more scantily clad back then than it was than it, than it currently is now when it comes to the women.
1: I think the women. Still, I mean, some of them come out in just a small top, and I, some of them are showing their asses now too. Even the wrestlers, and yeah, you know, hey, good for them; if they have a cute ass. But <laughs> um I don't. I mean, I don't think much has changed except like the fact that it's gaudy. You know that you look at it now and you're like, oh, <laughs> what the girls? No, like what she's wearing. Oh, okay. but now, I mean, nowadays they can just kind of they're. I think they have more freedom to wear what they want to wear and do what they want to do. Even the lady wrestlers. So
0: yeah. Well, she looks like she, she's shopped at, uh, 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 she was a regular with all the other strippers judging oh, yeah. by, judging by For that sure. outfit. Um,
1: but that was, normal back then right so yeah
0: in 1998 i mean mm-hmm. we're talking like you know the 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 howard stern shock jock kind of era. you know jerry springer was pretty popular at that time um you know society was in a very rebellious uh state and uh it, it reflected what we saw in wrestling uh with like the, the language and the 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 adult natured storylines um here's an interesting uh take here so they they do like these little cuts where they advertise like the pay-per-views and and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. the um the mailing lists or whatever for like merchandise um a lot of the wrestlers used they didn't have like an office like a front office to do all that stuff a lot of the wrestlers used to um take orders for t-shirts and tickets for shows Mm -hmm. because it was so mom and pop like tommy dreamer used to rent a u-haul and he would get all the t-shirts and um you met him at one point Bubba Dudley he used to book the arenas that would have ECW um this individual you know who he is not the guy here with the whistle but behind him
1: Rob Van
0: Dam that's right RVD RVD the ECW television champion with his manager Bill Alfonso uh, Bill Alfonso, at one point, was a referee in the WWF and then the WCW and then became a manager in ECW. He was a referee in ECW, and they turned him into a character. Um, Bill Alfonso was kind of like RVD's cheerleader, <laughs> if you will. But He's got um,
1: some nice teeth. Fonzie? Yeah. Yeah,
0: he's, uh, he's an orthodontist wet dream right oh, there. Oh, yeah. As you can tell. Uh, the individual with the Zubaz pants, I want to say his name is Rod Price. I don't know. Just just
1: a little info for all of you people out there. Dave loves those pants. I do. <laughs> Zubaz. Dave are coming... wants a pair of those pants. I do. I do. Dave Zubaz are coming back like fanny packs. <laughs> I've yet to see those walking down the
0: street. Really? No. <laughs> what, fanny packs or Zubaz? No,
1: I see a lot of fanny packs, but I do not see the... Do you call them Zupaz?
0: Zubaz. That was the name that was the brand name of the pants. Zubaz. Z-U-B-A-Z. Zubaz. Zubaz. They're called Zubaz pants. Yeah. Yeah. I used to have a pair when I was a kid. Oh god, no. Oh yeah. I had a couple pairs. (laughs) I had I had a LA Kings and a Chicago Blackhawks. Two two different pairs. And they were like and I wore them to school too.
1: Well, if anybody is listening to this show and you have a pair Take a picture and post it.
0: Yeah, send it to send it send us your your Zubaz over at Facebook.com forward slash kicking out two or over on Twitter. Our handle is at kicking out two k i c k n o u t and the number two. As we see, uh, you know a thing of the nineties at the time. Uh, it's not very popular. To, although I think it's coming back. Is uh, the
1: airbrush? The airbrush. Yep. Yeah. And he's always had that though.
0: Yeah, that's RBD. kind of
1: always been his staple of his.
0: His character. His character. Yeah. yeah. RVD's done the airbrush for as long as I can remember. Um, I saw a um, uh, a little piece on him a number of years ago, where he talked about the creations of his uh, airbrush attire. Did
1: he go to just one person? Or he many? had
0: one guy, yeah, that oh. would do it, and he would. I think he stuck with that one guy. But um, what's his name? Uh, Ryback.
1: Yes. Ryback
0: has air, Ryback had airbrush when he was in WWE. He actually. Called RVD out of respect and said, "Hey, I'm trying to do something with my character here, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking of airbrush. Would you mind if I, you know, done the airbrush thing?" And he was like, "Sure, no problem. Here's the guy I use and gave him his number." And Ryback well, that was now, nice. yeah, Ryback gets his stuff because um, back then, you know, wrestlers would have to ask permission to other wrestlers to to use stuff. I don't know why they're showing clips of this match.
1: Uh, yeah, it's like it keeps looking like. Yeah, like with the little...
0: the snow effect. Yeah. Maybe because when they taped this, the match either went really long or it was just really bad, so they're trying to to clip it, but still keep it on the show. I'm not sure, to be quite honest with you. But, Where uh, is
1: Rob Van Dam now? Because I know he was in with WWE for a short bit um, years ago, and yeah. then he just
0: he's um, he's just kind of doing his own thing. I mean, I, I'm I'm guessing that he did pretty well for himself financially where obviously he doesn't have to work all the time, but mm-hmm. he was just actually recently, um, a part of, uh, a big Northeast wrestling show in Poughkeepsie, New York. He wrestled, uh, Jack Swagger. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. And that was like one of the first, he doesn't really do many independent appearances, um, or even like conventions from what I hear, but he just did an interview recently where they asked him if he was going to return to WWE and, mm-hmm. um, there was something about a concussion that he might've gotten the last time he was there yeah. and he was supposed to return, but they didn't want him to return. And then they asked him to return after and he said no. And there was some mix up with their schedule and, and, or his schedule. And so he basically ended the interview saying, it's like, they want me back, but they won't call me, but it's good to feel wanted or something to that effect. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I mean, he's, he's no spring chicken. No, know.
1: he's not, but he can move. Yeah. And he was always, when I watched him on WWE, he was always fun to watch.
0: Yeah, he was one of my favorites. I liked him. I saw him. The first he did time
1: more I- than just like the five moves. He had a bunch of moves. Oh, Yeah. And so sometimes it's boring to watch the people that just do the same five shit over and over again.
0: <laughs> There's that no filter coming out. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, they're really clipping this show, big t- clipping this match big time. You know, he was one of my favorites. I, I saw him wrestle live for the first time in 1999 at an ECW show, and he was pretty exciting to watch. Just like you said, the the, the high-flying moves and, mm-hmm. and things like that. But... Um, I mean, there's always risk when it comes to that stuff, as you saw Oh yeah. there before. But um, yeah, this guy, don't really know who he is. Rod Price, it I looks think. Looks like I
1: was. a bigger Sergeant Slaughter.
0: Uh, uh, Sergeant Slaughter with Zubaz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Rob Van Dam's Rolling Thunder mm-hmm. sent on Splash to Mr. Z- I'm just going to call him Mr. Zubaz. How about that? <laughs> Mr. Zubaz and a kick out by Mr. Zubaz to our... I'm sure if someone's watching,
1: they can let us know who he is.
0: Yeah, please. By all (laughs) means. Like I said, normally I'll watch this show ahead of time, do a little research, but, uh, you know, I thought, you know what, let's make it as no filter as possible and I'll I'll go in cold with this. And, uh, yeah, I don't know who this fucking guy is, but he's really not worth much if he's, you know, wrestling Rob Van Dam and getting beat like this.
1: Oh, and is that his manager holding chairs
0: for him? Yeah, and here's the thing with ECW, too. They were very, like, against the traditional wrestling rules. So normally that would be a disqualification. As Mm -hmm. you can see, the referee is sitting his fat ass there not doing anything, and therefore he's just letting it go on. That kind of stuff was the norm in ecw as rvd picks up the victory over mr zubaz with the five star frog splash don't know who that guy was that just delivered the belt
1: he looks familiar though
0: Who the guy that just
1: yeah delivered the belt with the hat on yeah yeah interesting i
0: wonder who he could be here you see hat guy right there with the straw hat yep um the guy with the black long hair and the sunglasses to your left He's next to the guy with the blue Islander shirt on. Yeah. He's just
1: cut off now. They
0: just cut him off. Now they call him the fans. used just call him Howard Stern guy. Cause this, cause 'cause he looked like Howard Stern. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, actually I ran into him at a WrestleMania a few years ago, uh, in Atlanta.
1: You ran into him, like, spoke with him or saw him?
0: I saw him and then I went up to him and I was like, I remember you when I used to grow up as a kid. You would sat in the front row of all the shows and he thought it was cool because, you know, he's just a fan like me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he thought it was pretty cool that we were, uh, you know, kind of getting into it with him here. That is the Blue Meanie from the Blue World Order right there with... Um,
1: the Blue... <laughs> yeah
0: they did a spoof on the nwo they oh call him God. the bwo the blue world order and the other guy right there the other blue guy is supernova and they were teaming up with uh chris chetty who is the cousin of taz who we saw earlier okay uh
1: it's a family affair
0: yeah yeah it was a family affair blue meanie has uh he's still on the independent scene makes some appearances here and there uh yeah he's not you know uh Regular, regularly wrestling, but independent scene, convention scene, stuff like that. Joey Styles, uh, oh, and here's the other thing too about the commentary. Mm-hmm. So Styles would do the commentary, but he did it by himself. He didn't have anybody do it with him. He was the first. That's fir- tough. He was the first guy to do it by himself. I can't yeah. go
1: back and forth.
0: Yeah. This year is the 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 young lady that is uh, accompanying this gentleman. She's yeah. Dawn Marie.
1: Okay.
0: And. Uh, She's the valet of that individual, Lance Storm, who is the first tag team partner of Chris Jericho. They both broke into the wrestling business together. So uh, they were once known as the thrill seekers. But Lance Storm here, a Canadian wrestler. Very good wrestler, Mm -hmm. by the way. Um, Dawn Marie, she was in WWE at one point. She had done a storyline with Tori Wilson where she slept with Tori Wilson's father, and married him, and then they had too much sex on the wedding night, and he died. (laughs) Yeah, I'm serious. I'll show it. I'll show you the video. It was on SmackDown one time. Yeah, she she was going to town on him the whole time, and then he didn't wake up, and then they did it, which (laughs) can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like way too old, and you know she was you know young and more agile. And this here is Jerry Lynn. And, uh, Jerry Lynn was, um, he's regarded as probably one of the the better wrestlers, but just didn't have a character that really connected with an audience, but wrestling fans enjoy his wrestling. Mm -hmm. So, and Storm here too is another guy that didn't really have much of a character, but he was a a really good wrestler and he was regarded as one of the the underrated wrestlers. He ended up going to WWE for a little bit.
1: He looks like a young John Cena.
0: With the crop top, the haircut. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And the muscles and...
0: He's in phenomenal shape. Yeah. He, I mean, he still is to this day. He doesn't wrestle, but... Um, what does he do? He's a trainer. He has a... He actually... You know who he trained? Tyler Breeze. Oh. From, uh, from uh, uh, NXT. Okay. Yeah, he's trained a few guys from uh, WWE. I believe some of the girls that are now in NXT. Who, Tyler
1: Breeze, I have to say, was really good on his own, and they misused him.
0: When they put him with I'm not kidding.
1: No, like, even just when, they, when the, he went up to the main roster... They yeah. misused him, no, and now the poor guy does, is, nothing. Yeah, does nothing and is a, a laughable He's wrestler, a and that yeah. bothers me that they do that to so many really good wrestlers, which is why I stopped watching as much, quite honestly. So
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't watch as much anymore when we first dated. Right. Um, this individual here, his name is Mikey Whipwreck. Uh, Mikey Whipwreck is kind of like an underdog, outcast kind of character, but, like, lovable. Mm -hmm. And Mikey Whipwreck actually trained Zack Ryder. Oh. Um, But Mikey Whipwreck's character... Also
1: another underused wrestler. Yes,
0: exactly. Whipwreck, his character at one point... um, the story is is that like he used to set up the ring and he would like bounce around in the ring and he basically like begged Paul Heyman to have you know someone train him and he wanted to be a wrestler so Paul Heyman you know went along with it and the storyline they did with him was was that he loved wrestling so much that he would like wrestle and just get beat up by anybody but he never had an offensive move in a match yeah. and the and the way that they built the story was was that the fans would get behind him wanting to see him actually you know you know get a comeback and try and win a match and he just couldn't and then finally he ended up uh wrestling Steve Austin before he became stone cold and he got an upset victory over Steve Austin and that was the first victory I, I believe if I'm not mistaken that was the first time he ever won a match on ECW and so they, it was like this huge reaction for him winning the uh the match over Steve Austin here, but as um, so we see, Storm looks like he's having an issue with the referee here. Referee's ringing the bell, and looks like the match is underway with him and Jerry Lynn. Oh, Don Marie better get out of there, otherwise <laughs> she's in a lot of trouble. Yeah, uh, yeah, Storm. Yeah, Storm training uh, uh, Tyler Breeze. I think a few others too um, that are currently in WWE. I'll have to look and see who else he trains. Jerry Lynn doesn't wrestle anymore, but, uh, he'll make appearances at conventions. And, um, I believe he was a referee at, uh, that Cody Rhodes show, that all in show mm-hmm. that we watched. He refereed a match, okay. but, um, Ooh. yeah. And you'll see like, here's, here's another thing too, that I don't know if I've, we've ever talked about this, but, um. You know, a lot of the the, the boxing and wrestling athletic commissions mm-hmm. out there in, in in a lot of these states, um, they require you to uh, to to have mats around the ring. And if back you back know, in
1: the day here, they didn't. Yeah,
0: yeah, there's no there's no mats around the ring there. It's concrete. Yeah, it's all concrete, and you see, you know, maybe a couple of tables and you know chairs or whatever. But it was uh, ECW was very non-conventional. Um, but a lot of what they were doing helped inspire mainstream wrestling like the WWF and W C W with the content becoming edgier.
1: I love that she has a purse. Like what what are you doing with a purse, ringside? Oh my
0: goodness. Maybe her makeup?
1: Uh things are happening it's not the time but
0: well the old trick oh in wrestling was is that if a girl brought a purse if a valet brought a purse to the ring that means that there was something loaded in the purse that was going to be used for later okay so they used to do this old trick where the 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 girl would hit the opponent of her of her the guy that she's managing in the head with the purse and they would call it the loaded purse and they would end up being a brick in the purse <laughs> so that was the old that was the old uh trick so if you ever saw a girl at ringside with a purse um yeah it was because she had a loaded brick in there but you know it's funny that you say that because now that i think about it not many women wrestlers or women valets had per- like miss elizabeth she didn't carry a no. purse she never carried a she's purse classy. yeah she's cl- yeah she didn't need to carry a purse um but dawn marie here yeah and she definitely uh needed a purse for for other reasons <laughs> Like I said, loaded brick. That was a, that was a a famous, uh, um, there was a famous valet down in Texas named Missy Hyatt. Mm -hmm. She was like the first real, like seductive, sultry female valet in wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like most of the, most of the valets were, they covered up a lot. Missy was much different. And I think she kind of really started that whole, you know, uh,
1: the what one valet besides Miss Elizabeth that sticks out to me was Goldust's uh, wife. Marlena. Yes.
0: Terry Reynolds. She is was, her like, real name. She was,
1: like, my favorite.
0: I liked her. I thought she was, I mean, it, the presentation with her and Goldust, yeah, I the, think, Yeah, just was, the
1: two of them together. It they just, worked really it, well. It, yeah.
0: yeah. She's still around. She doesn't wrestle or, you know, she never mm-hmm. wrestled to begin with, but uh, I, I think she does the convention circuit every so often. Not, and you know, something I'll be honest with you watching this, I didn't realize how many of these matches are clipped. I don't get why they're clipping the matches and not showing them all in its entirety maybe like it, this. It's
1: just whatever you know, um, what are you, how are we watching this?
0: No filter N-
1: on, on
0: w- demand. Oh, on demand,
1: yeah, maybe it's just their version.
0: I don't know, maybe I mean, I don't know. Um if I venture to guess, I would say that like, or was it cut for TV? Maybe they cut it for TV. Yeah. Cause all it was right. only a one hour show. So maybe they cut the matches for TV, but I'll have to ask, or if anybody out there knows that that was a regular, a viewer of ECW hardcore TV, by all means, please let me know over at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash kicking out of two. These, these two matches here, like I said, um, have been uh, heavily clipped and, and edited uh, so that it's more of a, a highlight uh, package than anything oh, else. Oh, she's
1: through the purse. I told
0: you. That's the gimmick right there. Brick. I don't know what's in it, but. And
1: something's hard. Boom.
0: Boom, right in the head. And see, he hides it. Yep. He hides it so that the referee doesn't see it. One, two, three. And your winner with a loaded purse. Oh, I'm Lance Storm. I thought the referee just saw it. That's the funny thing. He didn't even take the purse. Nope. But at the same. Well, now th-
1: we know why she has a purse.
0: But here's the funny. Here, here's what I'm, here's fun, what's funny about this. I mentioned it earlier. The RVD match. The referee's watching the other guy get hit in the face with the chair and doesn't do anything. Storm had to hide the purse. And Mikey Whipwreck, it looks like we had an impromptu match with Whipwreck mm-hmm. and, and Storm here. Oh, Nice little uh, suplex stunner combo kind of deal. It's Dawn Marie helping Storm stay alive in the match. Foot on the bottom rope. Referee, of course, has some kind of idea as to what's going Whoa!
1: Oh, there's the purse again. What the heck was that? the thought- purse.
0: Uh, but I thought Jerry Lynn was on Mikey Whiprick's side. What was that about? See, I didn't know all that. What the heck? Oh, man. One, two, three, and your winner, once again, Lance Storm, over Mikey Whipwreck. I'm curious why Jerry Lynn just turned on Mikey Whipwreck. Probably because Whipwreck got involved in the previous match. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe because he was the reason why Don Marie Oh, I know why cuz when he bounced off the rope and he knocked him off the floor, that set up Don Marie oh, to come in and yeah. give him the purse. So that's why he's all upset, because Whipwreck cost him the match. Okay, all right, I get it. I get it. Don Marie trying to wake up Lance Storm. She's moving awfully a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, with her short little skirt on, showing yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. She's bouncing around in there, man. Not even a care in the world. Not trying to cover up anything.
1: Oh, she keeps pulling it down like that.
0: A little bit. Oh,
1: no, she's pulling it down, but... (laughs) But I'm sure she gave everybody a show.
0: Yeah. Well, that was the norm in ECW when it came to the women. (laughs) Um, Scantily clad. They definitely gave them a show, for sure. As we see, Atlas Security hauling Lance Storm off. Here's Joey Styles once again. Late breaking news incident at the ECW arena. Filming this episode in the basement of Paul Heyman's parents' house in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. At one time. Yeah, but Joey used to do it by himself for a long time. Mm -hmm. He did it for a long time by himself. And uh, he made it interesting.
1: Well, that's good. Yeah, so... There's the fuck the world.
0: Yep, that's right. The fuck the world champion, Taz, the human suplex machine making his way to the ring
1: with bodyguards.
0: (laughs) Well, that that's the, so that's Atlas security. That's the security company. that ECW um, used to pay to do security for the shows Uh because arenas like this didn't have security. So they'd bring those guys. And those guys used to be in the middle of some crazy riots with, like, the Dudleys when the Dudleys just get the fans all fired up. Mm-hmm. And, and those guys were in the middle of a lot of shitstorms during that day, in EC, during those days in ECW. as uh looks like Taz and Douglas are going to wait for their opponents. Reluctantly teaming together is Taz and Shane Douglas here on, on this main event of ECW Hardcore Television.
1: No, I see the guy, Howard Stern guy. The Howard Stern fan, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: There he is. Right there, yeah. He's a regular. And RVD's back with Bill Alfonso and his partner.
1: The, the... fake iron chic? Well he's not well... <laughs> 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 The iron the iron
0: chic? Yeah, no, he's um he's actually he's Sabu. The suicidal, homicidal, death-defying Sabu. He's a um he's pretty much a hardcore wrestler. He's uh. Ooh, look those teeth, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah Fonzie's uh, yeah. Fon- Fonzie never met a, a an orthodontist he liked.
1: Or a dentist, or for a that dentist.
0: matter. <laughs> yeah, for that matter. But RVD's partner is uh, Sabu, and Sabu uh, comes from I wouldn't say wrestling royalty, but his uncle was is named the original Sheik, not the Iron Sheik, but there's a different Sheik, the original Sheik, and based out of um, Detroit.
1: Is that him in the back?
0: In the corner, yeah. That's Sabu. So, um... Sabu was very, like, hardcore. He did a lot of stuff with chairs. Similar style to Van Damme, but a little more... Um... He went through a lot more punishment. If you... At some point, I'm sure you'll see all the scars on his body. Okay. Like, he's, like... He has destroyed his body for wrestling. And, unfortunately, he's in a place right now in 2018 where he's not in the best, um... Mentally and physically. He still wrestles from time to time, but um With drugs or drugs and, and alcohol, yeah. Unfortunately, like he shouldn't have a Twitter because he's just ruthless on Twitter. Recently he told Jim Ross that he wished Jim Ross died.
1: <gasps> Why? Yeah,
0: just because he's fucking crazy.
1: Well that's really sad. So doesn't he have a manager?
0: Who, Sabu?
1: Yeah, to keep him in line
0: i don't know but unfortunately i think you know the wrestling business and you know well, his, his habits probably too many toll.
1: concussions and that messed with his head and
0: you see like oh you, you might see it maybe hopefully they give you a close-up but he's got scars all over his body that are from like barbed wire and like all kinds of crazy stuff that he had done um light himself on fire and shit like stop all com- yeah oh, i'm not my kidding goodness. like
1: that's he- just a little extreme yeah i know that this is acw but
0: no i mean even, even 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 as even as a wrestling fan like even some of the stuff ecw did i always was i mean
1: i wouldn't enjoy watching someone light themselves on fire Yeah,
0: i mean he never did that in ecw but like i've heard stories and like like the stuff he did in like japan and um he's just like like this shit right here Woo! yeah like he <laughs> was crazy he was like that's why they call him the suicidal homicidal sabu um i mean if he toned it down a little bit he could have had a, a a longer future in wrestling mm-hmm. but um he did have a little mini run in wwe for oh, oh. see look at this male Whoa. and female violence doesn't age well in 2018 that's for sure Ooh. there's
1: uh, a boot to the head
0: yeah by rvd to to the franchise shane douglas fonzie trying to go after francine again while rvd's working on the with franchise with a chair with a chair yeah i know i mean but that was the that was the nature of what extreme championship wrestling was at that time that was the norm for for a lot of people but um i remember i went to rest to a oh, wrestlemania in my don't
1: hurt your balls like
0: oh when you crotch you on oh the on the the guardrail yeah, yeah just a little bit um here we oh, go. Here's the chair. Right hold to the, the head the chair again. the chair for you. Yeah. You know what they used to do in ECW? Hmm. They used to do fans bring weapons to the arena for matches. They would allow fans to bring weapons. So that I, would not go over. So I once watched an old episode of ECW. I'll have to find it. And I forget who was wrestling, but some fan brought like an old cash register with like the big buttons and it makes the bell that that you know like those big giant old school yeah. cash register like yeah. the one in uh home alone with duncan's toy chest yeah it makes the noise someone brought one of those to the match oh and like God. threw and like the someone grabbed it and they threw it in the ring and they like hit somebody in the head with it like i mean it was some pretty wild stuff um like i said i didn't get to see a lot of this growing up because it wasn't available as much and um
1: is he bleeding on his ass yeah I was going to say because his crotch look, looked like he was bleeding from his crotch. And I don't know if that was from when he was straddling the pole.
0: Yeah. Or like, he, you know, he had his period or something. <laughs> something. <laughs> something, yeah. But no, yeah. it's probably it's probably from, you know, that, that spot out there, like you said, where he crotched him on the, on the guardrail or maybe even when he fell over onto those chairs.
1: Hopefully he has a tetanus shot.
0: Yeah. But um, <laughs> I'll never forget, I... I never met Sabu, but I went to, um, I went to a WrestleMania in Miami a number of years ago and I was hanging out with Shane, uh, hurricane Helms. And, uh,
1: my God, it could have hit a fan there too.
0: That's the thing, Nikki, (laughs) I'm telling you, you're watching this. You're like, Holy cow. Like this was the norm. And the fans loved it. Like all this crazy stuff, like diving into the crowd and like these spots, like with the, and the fans are like super close. Like it's surprising that like, someone didn't get hurt. Yeah. You know? Like, it's crazy how, like, off the wall. Like, you notice today, they don't go out in the crowd much. No. Unless it's, like, super controlled and they have, like, a ton of security around. Like, they don't. Oh, low blow. A shot to the ding-ding by the franchise. I know. You're looking at me. It's no filter. Ding-ding. <laughs> it's no filter. The ding-ding. The ding-ding. Um, all Um. right. So, you see that Yeah, there?
1: he's got a weapon. He he's just got pulled like it out a, of his... His hammer pants.
0: <laughs> that's um, a spike of some kind. That was a staple for Sabu and his uncle, the original Sheik, um, who also trained. Sabu and RVD, they're, they're tag partners, but they were also trained together. Sabu's uncle, the original Sheik, trained well um,
1: oh, I see a huge scars RVD. all over him. Yeah. Yeah, Down his a- stomach.
0: That's like all yeah. barbed wire and all that crazy oh stuff. Oh, my gosh. I once watched a match with him and Terry Funk. It was a barbed wire match. and
1: But did you like that? Because I don't think I, I would have liked
0: that. I wasn't. Honestly, like it made me cringe at times. Yeah. And it was, they, I forget the, the the event it was from, but it's a famous match that they had. And they were both entangled in the barbed wire. There was so much barbed wire you couldn't even see them. And they had to get like referees to like use bolt cutters to like get them out of the barbed wire. Like it was that bad. <laughs> yeah that gives me chills it was no it was i mean trust me like maybe there's a good reason why i didn't watch this but like and didn't have as much access to it when i was younger but there was some stuff on here that i'd turn my head and be like jesus like they're really doing this like Mm. you know but it was it was during a a period of time where you know it was just i mean it's very counterculture and very uh um that's the arabian face buster off the top rope my Sabu, he used to use chairs quite a bit among amongst other things. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just a very uh, it, it was a different presentation, and it got it got some of their their stars noticed with the mainstream companies like WWF and WCW. We see Sabu and RVD pick up the victory over the franchise Shane Douglas, and we're going to continue with this action. It looks like uh, he's got him in like a half a camel clutch here. A bloody and battered Shane Douglas. Yep. Um, taking a beating here. Fonzie in the background. There's Hat Guy. <laughs> there he is. Hat Guy right there. And then there's Howard Stern Guy. And here comes the little guy, Taz. Taz and Sabu is like the... Uh, their rivalry is the equivalent of like what... Um, what today is in WWE with like... In terms of, like, the, the, the hatred, like, the, the Ambrose Rollins stuff, I guess you could say. The intensity of their rivalry. Because um, there are stories that those two legitimately did not like each other in real the life. Taz and... Taz and Sabu, yeah. Okay. There, there's There's been some stories that the two of them just really didn't like each other at all. Um, and there you see Paul Heyman to your right there with the leather coat yeah. and the headset. Mm-hmm. He would make an appearance from time to time to try and add some... some, uh... a sense of re- realism, reality yeah. to the... the presentation. This long-ass jacket. It, yeah, look at that long leather coat, <laughs> huh? Yeah. And see this here? They're probably playing this up to, you know... Taz went a little too far and busted up Sabu's shoulder. But, yeah, no, Paul was, uh... He was a fashion maven for sure. Yep. Um, and that was when he had like long hair too. He well, like he a baseball had cap. long
1: hair for a long time until that one time. It was a few years back that he didn't he cut his ponytail. He cut it finally. Yeah, that little thing. He had it forever and finally. How many years years ago was that? It's probably about four. Four. Yeah. yeah. Four or
0: five years ago. Yeah. And
1: it was like, oh my god,
0: <laughs> he yeah.
1: finally cut his ponytail off.
0: I don't know who this guy is. He's probably a student at the at the the training school. They had a school. ECW had a wrestling school at one point that Taz was the um, the head trainer for. But yeah, they like to uh, they like to th- to throw um, elements of reality into their stories, mm-hmm. very reality based. So they would kind of break the fourth wall a little bit and uh, you know break characters' names. And this situation here looks like one of those situations with Paul Heyman coming out and. And now it just kind of turned into a wrestling angle with Taz mm-hmm. going after, but
1: with him in a neck brace, yeah,
0: yeah. But like you, you could tell at one point it was like, look at Fonzie, Fonzie's like, they, and look, those look like real shots, like they they really, oh yeah, like they really laid into him a lot of the cussing too like they would cuss and they would bleep it all out i mean they paul would... Heyman's
1: probably like i love it i love it
0: oh well <laughs> i mean we we talked about it before but they once did a here's an interesting story they once did a storyline where the, um they were going to sign kurt angle before kurt angle went to wwf mm-hmm. and they did a storyline where one of their characters was crucified they took him and, and hung him on a cross Ooh. And the audience went crazy, and they had to have the character, which he was his name was Raven at the time. He had to come out and apologize yeah. for the um, for the situation. Kurt Angle quit that night on the spot and was That's like, "I'm impressive. not signing with you guys, and I'm done." And so he left, and he got paid, and he left, and then he ended up going to to, to WWE um, just a, a, a short while after that, but yeah those they used to really 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 take it too far So we see the replay here it looks like it might be his neck
1: oh yeah it looks like a serious concussion
0: <clears throat> yeah now sabu has done a, a, some some damage to himself um over the years that um shortened his wrestling career as uh as we see this still shot here of the um the uh
1: Is this a still shot, or is
0: this a pause? This is a still shot here. Oh, that was a long still shot. uh, We're we're just about ready to close it up here with Joey Styles. Uh, And where's Joey Styles today? Joey Styles, I believe, I don't know what he's doing now, but he's out of wrestling. He he worked for WWE for a while. He did Mm -hmm. some commentary, and then he... Ran a lot of the, the digital content on WWE.com. And I think he helped put together the WWE app. And then he got let go by them. And he got let go by them because he said something, I believe, like on a on a Facebook live video mm-hmm. that the company didn't really care for. And they let him go. And then he made an appearance at an independent show and made like a Donald Trump joke. And like people like went crazy over it. I don't know if it was a good joke or a bad joke, but I know it was something very politically charged, and he and the fans didn't like it, and nobody's heard from him since. Okay. <laughs> so, but Joey had his time in WWE for a little bit following um, the the exit of um, ECW in uh, January of 2001 was the was when the original ECW closed its doors after it had um,
1: Were there any uh, women wrestlers in ECW or just um managers? Or they
0: did, or they were just they were just managers but they did have the girls wrestle from time to time but it was like it was built up so that like the girls would get in the ring and they all they would do is like grab each other and roll around the ground. And Joey styles would, yell cat fight, cat fight, cat fight. And it it wasn't real. No, it wasn't real wrestling. (laughs) Although there was one match that, um, they had with Fonzie, Bill Alfonso that you saw earlier with the jacked up teeth. He wrestled a girl by the name of Beulah McGillicuddy, who's actually, I believe she's still married to Tommy dreamer to this day. (laughs) And Beulah, beat the shit out of him like he had a bloody face ripped up his shirt it looked like a real fight they call that one of the like the best moments in ecw history because it was a male and a female and according to the rumor and innuendo over the years uh fonzie was going to lose his job if he didn't put out a good performance and he ended up keeping his job because of that performance but that was like the only real wrestling match that a woman was involved in the rest of the time it was the girls in that clothing, scantily clad, and just, you know, rolling around, doing the whole cat fight thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they were one of the first organizations to do, like, um, a lesbian storyline oh. with two girls. that. But it was like a lesbian turned into a threesome storyline with another guy. Um, and it was very the time it was very risque and taboo as we close it out here on this episode of ecw hardcore tv on the wwe network from november the 28th 1998 this was uh this was a lot of fun debuting the no filter theater in this fashion what give me your overall thoughts on what you were watching with ecw well
1: it's, (laughs) it's obviously very different than what what happens today yep Um, it's raw and, um, and unfiltered and, um, it's interesting to think back and think about how much the times have changed, not only wrestling people, the way that people look, the, what was, what's allowed on TV now, what's not, and the interactions even with the fans. Yeah. I mean, nowadays for WWE, you can't have certain signs and stuff like that yeah so, yeah it's definitely different what are your thoughts
0: i mean it's it, it's it does it wouldn't sit well in 2018 oh, in, our, no. in our very hypersensitive society oh, god, no. that we live in but um i just remember as a kid as a teenager i was like oh my god wow what is this?" it was like wrestling turned rated r you oh know yeah. what i mean like it was like to me it was like the porno of wrestling.
1: Like, <laughs> That's a good way of you putting know what I mean? it, yeah. Like It
0: was the pornography of professional wrestling. Like, like, if
1: your parents caught you watching this, you'd be... Big trouble. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, even some of the stuff I was watching on WWF when they were kind of adopting a little bit of that content mm-hmm. from ECW. Yep. Like, I would turn the corner and be like, "Is Are Mom my and parents Dad watching? Yeah. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, this guy's about to do this." And I was like, "You know what? I mean? They're about to sacrifice a guy on a cross. Like, holy cow like that kind or of." Or how stuff. about
1: what was it? The episode where they were having sex in the
0: bed in the ring. Oh, yeah, oh it was um, it was Edge and Lita, yes. and they had a live sex celebration after Edge won the WWE it, Championship.
1: Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And then to think about it now, yeah. it would just not, it would not happen. Yeah, it would no, not go certain, over well. It, no,
0: are you kidding me? All the but televisions... even back then, it was, um, what We're, would they call it, kid-friendly?
1: Not or... necessarily,
0: it was in, that was in 2006, I wouldn't say... I mean, there were kids watching. Yeah, but you were watching. Yeah, but in 2006, that's 12 years ago, I was... Yeah. Yeah, you know, I wasn't a kid. I mean, I guess you could say I was a kid, but I I was a young adult. Yeah. But, um... I remember watching, it's funny you brought that up, I remember watching that episode in a bar, and I made the bartender turn, it was a bar I used to work at, I made the bartender turn wrestling on, yeah. and she was like, they're not wrestling, they're in a bed in the middle of the ring, I'm about to turn this shit off, I was like, <laughs> no, 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 wait, 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 and like, and like I well, at like... least
1: you were in a bar and not at home, like,
0: yeah, like I didn't have to worry about mom and dad walking and being like, what are they doing? Yeah, but, uh, it's um, it definitely wouldn't ECW wouldn't age well today. That's for sure. The 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 content of it. And um, I mean, I talked with uh, Dennis on a recent edition of this show, and I said, do you think ECW would have lasted? And he thought it would have. I don't know how much longer it would have lasted if they were going in that direction.
1: It would have lasted if you had a subscription. Type of thing. It's like porno. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would have lasted if you paid f- to watch it
0: on the computer Imagine like Imagine if it was, like, it was if, like you got ECW wrestling on the Spice Channel. Remember the Spice Channel? <laughs> yes. So if you like <laughs> ordered the Spice Channel, you could watch some guy nailing some girl's brains out. And then a half hour later, you could see <sighs> a guy nailing another guy's brains out, but with a steel chair. <laughs> I know.
1: <laughs> so I agree with him to an extent, but it would be like a subscription-based Thing And it would not be on TV. Well,
0: yeah, that, that's, Honestly. Def- that's definitely for sure. Well, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Would you like to do this again sometime in all seriousness? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What would What would you like to watch? I'm, I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you the reins this time around. What would you like to watch the next time we do an edition of No Filter Theater with No Filter Nikki?
1: I'm going to have to think on that because there's a lot of crazy, um... Crazy things that happened over the years didn't um didn't edge and what was her mouth her mouthy name Vicky yeah. get married or something too yep. like yeah there around those er- that era was a lot of fun to watch so okay
0: maybe I'll, I'll find, think on it maybe I'll, yeah you think about it and find something and then if it's on w w e network which I'm sure it is we'll uh we we'll, we'll uh we'll gather around and uh no filter theater watch it sounds good to me all right thank you so very much i love you my dear and it's been a pleasure yeah, and too. i look forward to seeing you once again in the kicking out of two studios i'm sure i'll see you later yes wink wink nudge nudge if you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding all right be... now you need a subscription to listen to us yeah yeah you're Yeah, this is not free over at SoundCloud. If you want to hear that. if you
1: (laughs) Never mind. Anyhow,
0: thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. I think it's time that we really put this show down for the three count. Um, I want to thank you all for, you know, the sudden change in plans. Like I said, we plan to do the Triple H-Stephanie McMahon wedding from November the 29th, 1999. And a little change in plans. It's the second month in a row that we've kind of changed plans of the show. I appreciate you guys' patience. Hope you enjoyed this edition of... uh, Uh, kicking out at two with our debut of the no filter theater with ECW Hardcore TV and uh, we're going to get into December next week as we bring you always a bridesmaid never a bride the greatest wrestlers to never be the world heavyweight champion my dear close personal longtime friend Jamie Garabini will be joining me and we're going to go through a list of guys that we feel should have been the world champion and for whatever reason it just didn't pan out so with that being said head on over to soundcloud.com next week for that and like I said said it's time we do put this show down for the three count we will see you all next week